Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman and Associates. Now, here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Um, thank you again so much for joining me this week. My motivational quote for today is by Max Dupree, and it says, Leadership is much more an art, a belief, a condition of the heart than a set of things to do. The visible signs of artful leadership are expressed ultimately in its practice. Were you born with natural leadership skills? How do you know, in fact, that you were actually born with it or if you developed those skills over your career? Can you define, if I asked you to define what a strong leader looks like, sounds like, and feels like? I bet most of us can give more examples of what a poor leader or manager looks like versus a strong or good leader. Does this sound familiar? Are you thinking of that manager or team leader you reported to a few years ago and every day walked into work and thought, so how did this person get promoted to lead and manage people? Beyond this concept of leadership, recently I keep hearing this new buzzword um, that keeps popping up when the term leadership is used or discussed. The new term is called authentic leadership. What the heck does this actually mean? Today, my guest, Ro Couture DeSaro, who is a best-selling author, speaker, and uh, coach, and creator of the Impactful Gutsy Gal Guide training series for heart-centered women entrepreneurs. She and I are going to help us all unravel what qualities a strong leader should have, what are going to, we're going to break it down actually into five most critical elements that characterize authentic leadership. So get your pens and paper out and settle in as we unwrap this new terminology and really figure out how to become more authentic leaders. So Ro, thank you so much for being on the show. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much, and thank you for having me. I'm really excited uh, to be not only speaking about this, but to be honored and be a guest on your show. I've been uh, looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. Uh, you and I have spoken on the phone, and we've had some awesome conversations, and every time I get off, I, in our emails as well, but I, I get off and I kind of giggle and think, wow, we're going to have a lot to say. <laughs> and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So really, everybody, Absolutely. Get your, yeah, get your pens and papers out because we're going to cover quite a bit of information in this, uh, you know, quick half hour show. So let's jump in and, and not waste time. And here's my first question. So let's discuss what the heck self, self-awareness, what is it, and why is this really a good start point when we talk about strong leadership? Well, self-awareness is actually a very key component to even, you know, beginning to be seen as a leader because it means that you have to know who you are first before you can really even begin to lift others up. Uh, so it's it's about really spending that time on what I call more like self-discovery, self-discovery on who you are, self-discovery on what you stand for, what are your strengths, what are your values, and what is your message, and what do you stand for in the world. If someone's going to follow you, then you need to be strong in who you are first before you, you can do with others. So this leadership is about influence. Right, So, you know, your own perception, your own identity of who you are is going to influence people in seeing you as a leader or not. 
Yeah, it's funny. In, in most of my uh, training classes that, that I teach on the sales service, coaching, all that kind of stuff, the one thing I include in every session is some kind of self-assessment or like the self-awareness. Because if I don't ever stop and look at what, you know, what am I really good at? What do I bring to the table? How can I impact others, right? Because really that's what we're doing as leaders is trying to impact others to become, you know, their better selves, et cetera. So self, that self-assessment, that self-awareness, self-discovery, I like that, that term that you use. I, yeah, I agree. I think that's probably foundationally. How can I help you unless I understand who I am, right, C- kind of from that perspective? So Absolutely. What ha- yeah, so what happens you know, okay, so I'm self-aware, you know, how do we start to define, I guess, first, what's important to us, but why, why is that important? Now, what's, what's important to me? How, how is that going to benefit others? Because when, when you know what's, in, what's important to you and you know what you're really good at, you know, you, first of all, you have confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. And one of the things about being uh, really good at knowing who you are, it brings out your natural confidence. And confidence is a key component to leadership. And because people will, they'll, they'll see your presence and they'll get a piece of that as well. So it really starts with, you know, once you do your own assessments on knowing what your strengths are, taking the time to get real clear on your values, get really clear on what are the skill sets that you bring to the table. Because true leadership is about everyone coming to, together and working as a team. So it's not about you dictating what other, need, what other people need to do. It's about you bringing out the best in others. So you have your best, you're able to bring out the best of others and then form together a team of what really works. I mean, the reason you see, if you look at companies today that employ a great deal amount of women across the board, they are highly productive in all areas. And it's not because women are better than men. It's because women bring different uh, attributes and different skill sets to the table. And when you bring all those skill sets together as a whole, it makes a much stronger team. Yeah, and and it's interesting, the whole team building, the dynamic, you know, and and again, guys that are listening, this is not putting you down. Although, you know, we're better, the girls are better. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) I love to do that. And even in class, I do that to the guys, you know, they just kind of giggle. Really, really, I think women, when when you talk about the home front and those skills, I think that we just, kind of run things and, and, and I like I tease my husband one one night um, I was very overwhelmed with work the kids hockey you know just running like a crazy person and I'm the director right so I or, or the general he calls me the general so one day I said to him we're, we're just getting into bed and I said to him I'm tired so I just made a decision I don't want to be the general anymore so like I may believe I had a baton in my hand I go here I pass the baton to you you are now the general I am the soldier. I will do whatever you tell me to do. I want to be the soldier for a while. And he pushes my hand back. Obviously, there was no baton in my hand. He pushes my hand back. No, no, no. You're a very good general. I want you to keep being the general. And I say this because I know a lot of the executives and, and the people I coach and, and people I teach and, you know, they come in contact with, they laugh because they always say, well, I have to check with the boss because the woman in the house, usually, not always, but usually, holds the calendar of 
everybody's doctor's appointments on the weekends, who's going out to dinner with what other couple, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that we are just used to building a team at home and then building a team at work. There's so many transferable skills with that, that we're used to organizing, setting that path. Um, and I, I just want to circle back. And I like what you said about, you know, you knowing who you are and what strengths you bring to the table because that confidence, it, it makes other people feel confident in you and willing to lead because they believe in you, they believe in your your abilities, objectives, all those kinds of things. So, yeah, I, I totally get all of that. And, and, and again, guys that are listening, <laughs> it, it I think what, what Ro and I are talking about aren't that we're better, that we're just skilled differently, or we're, we're really wired differently. Absolutely. I think, you know, you hit it right on with women, and I think with men, it's that they're, this whole concept of authentic leadership is brand new concept to them because they have not been brought up to show vulnerability, to show their transparency, yeah. to show, you know, it's always been to show their strength and that's it. And women would have been the opposite. So, you know, they need to to learn different skill sets than women need to learn uh, in, in different skill sets. But, you know, when both uh, both sides really work on that, that's why I say about working on who, knowing who they are and their strengths and their values, then that's where we both can come to the middle and be the best that we can be. Absolutely. A blend of both is just so important. And, you know, for those of you that, that are married um, or have a partner, don't you feel that when you're in sync and things are moving along, it just feels easier? Everybody has ups and downs. I, you know, I get that. But it just feels when you're in sync and, you, like you said, that whole yin-yang, that balance between the two um, that, you know, we bring different things to the table. So I, I think that brings a little bit of ease as well. Uh, another question. Yeah, why? And, and I, why? That, I'm sorry, I just want to be, I just want one quick thing. I was like, yeah, living, when you're living like that, you know, when you're sharing your personality, your passions with other people, it's living like that really makes you feel free and makes you feel alive and connected and real. And, you know, it's, you get into that heart-based living and that's when all the magic really starts to happen. So it really gives, it's giving permission to both men and women to, to be real. Yeah, and I think that creates an energy that really, a good energy that becomes, super, super powerful and contagious, which is kind of cool, right? That's, that's that whole living your, your passion. Another yeah. question, why, why is it important for us, my word, zoom out, I, I use that aloud, kind of zoom out so that we can see that bigger vision than just us? Because that's, I learned this lesson with my first job on Wall Street, and I, I was young, I was only in my 20s, and I was so, like, I didn't have any doubt. I didn't have any fear because my vision was bigger than me. And my vision back then was that, you know, women don't necessarily have to, you know, have their children and forgive a career. We could have a career. We could have our children later in life. We can do this. But my vision was that women, and this is this is back in the late 70s, early 80s to date myself, but this was at a time <laughs> when women weren't in the workforce but I firmly believe that women can do what, what a man can do. We can work and we can be successful. And that belief is what propelled me to do things, to get out of my comfort zone and to be a person that I didn't think I was possible. If, if I thought it was just all about me being better, 
I probably would have had tons of fear, but it gave me that tunnel vision, that vision to just, I'm here for a purpose, I'm here for a reason, and that's bigger than me. And that's what helps get you up every day. That's what helps you not get into your head and get all that negative thinking of, like, being perfect or what if I'm, you know, I have to have everybody like me or if I say the wrong thing. And you don't care about any of that because you're there for a purpose and you're there for a reason. So that, that and even Steve Jobs said, you know, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. It's it's not about the IQ or the how-to. It's about the story that you tell yourself as to why you're doing what you're doing. So when you get into your why and you get into that big vision, you could see the you could see the end, and that end is what keeps you going, and that's what keeps you moving forward. It's not the day to day, because we all know in the day to day, not everything is going to work perfect. So it keeps it it just keeps you going on that path towards the right place. Yeah, and I think that when you do have the bigger vision, that it number one, it does keep you on on task to some extent. And you're right, we have good days, we have bad days. I just read a really good article recently, and I, I don't remember who wrote it. It was like a no name author. But I thought, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. And his point in the article was every night, just before you start to, you know, fall asleep, stop and think, what did I accomplish today and what did I learn versus what didn't I get to on my to-do list and or what did I mess up on? Yeah, you want to think about that so that you can correct it and not make those same mistakes again. But he said really kind of end your day with, what did I learn? And hopefully you learned something, okay? Even if it was just a new word someone used, and you go, what does that mean? Um, you learned something. That's, that's a great thing. Or that you, you did something really well, and maybe you didn't get everything on your to-do list, but you did accomplish something. So to end your day with those positive thoughts, and I think that helps keep our clarity of what is my next step it's not always clear, but if I keep learning and keep developing skills, the path, the footpath in front of us kind of happens. And you mentioned Steve Jobs, and I don't remember, he did, he addressed, it wasn't Princeton, it was one of those big schools, and I remember the concept was, it's easy to look back now in his life and say, all of those steps that I, I took, good or bad, right, whether they were right or wrong, led me to the point of where I am now. And when I look back, I go, oh, yeah, every one of those steps now makes sense. I can look forward and not sure what the next, what the next step is, right or wrong, right, because it hasn't happened yet. But as long as I keep moving forward and developing and, and learning skill, the steps will come. So I like how you said that, that follow your intuition. It's not always I know exactly what I need to do next. Sometimes it's not clear, but I think movement forward is helpful. So, again, I thought that was just a cool article uh, about kind of almost going back to what you started with, that self-assessment, self-assess your day and don't beat yourself up. But, you know, kind of look at right. it. That wasn't such a bad day, right? That's always a good thing. Well, yeah, it's not, it's not to be to go into that self-discovery mode as to be judgmental on yourself or self-critical. It's to be curious. Yeah. Just be yes. curious, and, and you're right. When If we don't take the action steps, then we won't know what we like and what we don't like. We won't know what we need to course correct. You know, mm-hmm. we won't you, – you don't get the answers if you don't take the actions. If you just try to figure all the answers out in your head, it's just never going to happen. Yeah, because there's too many variables. Yeah, that that's, you know, crazy to even think that you could do that. Movement movement is a good thing. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, I want to talk about, you kind of mentioned your 
own values, your own vision, and then going bigger than ourselves. So my, my next question, just so you could think about it while we're on break, is why is incorporating our values kind of important within our career or business for the business owners out there? So let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk about that when we come back. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. Okay, we are back with Ro Couture DeSaro, and we're talking about, in quotes, what does authentic leadership actually mean and how do, we, how do we get there or what skills to develop to become more authentic and how we lead. So why, Ro, is incorporating our values or practicing our values even within our career and business kind of important? It's, it's important because it really helps you dictate how you should live your life on a day-to-day basis on when we spoke earlier about, you know, why is it important, you know, to know about your skill set. Well, knowing your values helps you move forward. Like, for example, my, my values are fun, freedom, and fulfillment. They're strong. Those are three strong areas that I'm always, always striving for. And it's only become in the last two years that I've really truly understood how that fun part helps me to be a better leader. It helps me to be a better business owner. It's not just about the fun that we normally think about, the fun of, you know, going out and having, you know, hanging out with friends and having that kind of fun. It's that how do I, when I'm, give an example, when I find myself procrastinating and I realize, okay, I'm struggling here because there's some, there's some block and I'm not comfortable with something and I'm not, getting out of my comfort zone, so that's why I'm procrastinating. So I started to ask myself, okay, I look at my values, and I'll be, well, if my values are fun, freedom, and fulfillment, I'm stuck because I see this getting out of comfort zone is not fun. So I started asking myself the question, okay, how can I make this fun? And when you start asking these cool questions that are in alignment with your values, you come up with some amazing answers. And I start getting more creative in ideas and that took my mind out of my head out of the equation, put it, put it back into my heart. And once I got it into my heart, I was able to move forward. So if you're aligning yourself up with your values, then you are going to be not only an authentic person, but you're going to be the person that's stronger, the person that is going to be more confident and is going to show up your presence it's going to be amazing. It's going to be infectious, and that's what people are going to follow you. Um, so it really helps you to be you by knowing what your values are and incorporating those values in your day-to-day life and constantly checking in, am I living in my true values? So that when you 
even say if it's a job and, you know, and they want you to do, you know, a certain, um, like a certain position that you necessarily want and what they want you to run it a certain way. Well, if it doesn't, it doesn't correlate with who you are as a whole, you're not going to want to do that. If you don't, that's why aligning, that's why companies need to have visions and missions so that the employees can know what they are and be in alignment with those values, with the companies, with themselves. You know, it's funny, as you're, as you're saying this, early on when I first started my business, it's almost 15 years, which blows my mind, you know, it feels like yesterday, but I, I met with the CEO of a, a new company that I was potentially going to work with, and I've used this story before, but it just just resonating right now with what you just said. Anyway, he kept talking about this new car that he had purchased and going on and on and on. And employees, I had gotten there early to the location. So I was chatting with some of the employees, the, the lower end employees, and they were talking about, you know, buying uh, uh, shoes for their kids and how expensive and, you know, they don't know where the money is going to come from every September for new clothes and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm relating. I get it. You know, we all have those ups and downs financially. And he comes in and starts telling these low-end people about his, and he kept saying this, it was an Aston Martin. I called it an Austin Martin. Austin Martin. But anyway, I thought it was like a Mercedes. To me, to me, Ro, it was a Mercedes, like a $60,000 car. The way he was going on, I thought, wow, this must be a really expensive car. And then I came home and my husband said, how'd it go? And I go, I don't think I want the business. And now, I was just starting my business. We needed the money. And he goes, what? And I said, I didn't like the CEO. And he was like, well, Connie, you're not going to like everyone. And I go, no, no, let, let me tell you. So I explained what happened. And only kept talking about this car. I go, it must be like a Mercedes. And then I say, Austin Martin. He goes, you mean an Aston Martin? And I said, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, that's it. He said, that's like a $150,000 car. And here was, at that moment, I looked at him and I go, well, now I'm even more appalled <laughs> than I was thinking about. And you know what, Ro? walked away from the business and I didn't think about it then and this was really the reason because I thought how do I get up in front of his employees and say wow you know your company your CEO believes in training he wants you guys to get better that wasn't what it was all about it was about positioning the company to get bought out so he can make a lot of money and that didn't resonate with my values of honesty integrity and going in and being my quote unquote authentic self and I did I walked away from in the business. Now I look back and I thought, mm, that was a very smart decision that my gut kind of led me to it because it made me really uncomfortable. But I look mm -hmm. back now and I thought, had I taken that business, I would have given up a little piece of myself and for the money. And it's not about, it is about the money. I know we have to pay bills, but it's not about the money. It's about being true to you, your values. Everything you're saying is really, really true. And, oh, by the way, in hindsight, I don't even remember what the contract was. Uh, I'm here. We survived. So clearly that contract wouldn't have made or break me. So I think being true to yourself is real, real important. I love that whole concept because I think it, it makes you more energized and, and better. It makes you better for your employer or your business or whatever it is. Um, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That was, that was great. Yeah, and it ties in with your vision because when you're in alignment with the, the missions and the core values and, and the vision of the company or your own company and living that way, it's just going to empower you. Absolutely. Yeah, because had I had I taken that business, it would have been his values that I took on, or mm -hmm. said were acceptable to me. When deep down, they it, it, it wasn't a good match. It just wasn't a good match. Um, yeah, very, so very, 
yeah, if something's not working for you right now and you don't know why, you can't kind of grasp it, I would look at the values, the integrity, and the mission with your values and see if it's in alignment. And I bet that's where you're going to find the answer. Quite often, many times, that's where you find the answer of why something is just not right and you just don't know why. Yeah, yeah. It, right, it doesn't feel right, but why? Again, it goes back to what you said right at the beginning. Stop, self-assess, and, and really start to question, ask those cool questions, as you say. Ask those cool questions about, like, what's going on here? And the answers really will come. You just kind of have to stop and read. All right, so now yeah. my next thing. I keep hearing this new buzzword and, and several seminars, several networking uh, events I've gone to and the speakers, et cetera, talk about leading with transparency. But what does that actually mean and why it really is it important? Well, it's all about that we have moved on now from the me mentality to the we mentality and that it's everything is about relationships and collaborations and, and the whole reason people are going to they'll do business with you if they like you and they trust you, well, that's where authenticity comes in because when you when you are showing up as who you are, people are going to trust you more. So that's the best way to get that is, is, to be, is to be yourself. But people want to see the human side of you. They want to see that they can relate to you. And the relation part comes with that transparency. So it's not about always showing up in I'm the most powerful person and I'm great and I'm this and I'm all these all these strengths. And it's I'm not saying showing your strengths is bad, but when you show your vulnerabilities in such a way, in the right way, then that could be powerful as well. Because people will then be like, Wow, I really like this person. I resonate with that story or I see myself as that person. It's not about trying to manipulate somebody into, hey, you know, believe in my story so I could tell you something. No, it's more about helping the other person put themselves in your shoes and put themselves in saying, hey, I, 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 I see myself in that. Uh, I feel the same way. And now all of a sudden that person, you just help that person because now that person is no longer thinking they're the only person with this problem. They're the only ones that had this, you know, if only if scenarios and, well, here's my reason, here's my story why I'm not successful when the story is always, not the story, it's always the meaning that you give stories. So when you see that you're not alone and you see that others are having these issues as well, all of a sudden they get to relate with you, they get to trust you better, and they get to see the human side of you, and they want to do business with a person who is human. Yeah, it's funny, and I know you do training as well. You know, we, we spoke about that when I introduced who you were. And when you're in that classroom and someone says something and you kind of look at them and say, you know, I know what you mean. I just had a situation with my son or I had a situation with a client or whatever. And they look at you and they, you know, like, what did you do? And then you say, well, this is what I thought I should do. You know, I kind of troubleshot and this is what I did and it works. It might work for you. And all of a sudden they think, oh, well, Connie Whitman has problems too or oh, Rogue Tour has problems too. It's not that mm -hmm. It's not that life is perfect because, you know what, if that's what you're seeking, you're insane because <laughs> there is no perfect life. There is no perfect world. There is no perfect path. You know, we are flawed. Right. And as humans, we're flawed. And I think each of our flaws is what makes us so kind of awesome and wonderful and beautiful. So those mistakes 
or blemishes or, you know, um, holes because of war wounds, whatever, um, that's what makes us so incredible. So, yeah, I, I think that um, leading with your heart or being transparent, as you say, you define that well. I love that because I think people resonate with, with truth, and that's, that's really what we're talking about. Last yeah, thing I have, I, like, I really believe that, if everybody would live their life as a heart-based living, that I call yeah. it, and they use their heart intelligence, you know, along with the emotional intelligence and then bringing their IQ and their intuition, when you combine all that together and you're in alignment with all of that, that's when your magic happens. Absolutely. It's the sweet spot, right? Yep, My le- we, have, spot. we have like two and a half minutes. My last okay. question is, as leaders, yes, it's, empower- it's important for us to empower and, you know, find our strengths and confidence. But it's also important for us, us to lead others to step into their power. So the last thing, give some tips on how can we, because leadership really is empowering others. So how do we help our team build their confidence or how do we lift them up? You lift them up by, well, first of all, you know, by letting them, giving them the permission and the power to, to, to lift themselves. To you know, letting them give them the ability, let them allow them to even make mistakes, allow them to show their own creativity, allow them to bring some you know bring their skills to the table. So find out you know let them let them bring that skill to the table without the, being judgmental, without being critical you know yourself. It's almost like you know we do that as as moms we do that with our kids. Right, you know, it's the same thing. Even in the business world, you know, managers can do that with their team. You know, so yeah. it's it's allowing people to step up there and and make a mistake because that's the only way they're going to grow. So we're always sometimes you get into that thing that you know, well, I'm really good at this, so I'm always going to do it because I don't want to lose the sale. And and meanwhile, they're going to be only the one that's always doing everything and never allow the people underneath them to step up into that role. So we've got to lift other people up. It gives them um, it gives them the confidence. And it makes you feel good by lifting others up. And when you feel good, you're more confident. So you kind of get that, you know, back and forth. Because then they feel more confident and they'll give you more confidence. So it helps you as well. Yeah, and it's funny. I've had managers that, like, I can't tell you this. Because if I tell you this, you might become better than me. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to take my job over where, where half the time I'm thinking, I don't want your job, right? So when you look at leaders like that, they're so short-sighted because by teaching me, getting me promoted, whatever, maybe not your job, but another position within the company, and you have three people in a row that you've um, led, taught, groomed, et cetera, and three people in a row come from your office or your division or whatever, all of a sudden the company's going to start saying, what is Roe doing? Because we've got three key people from her area. Maybe we need to promote Roe to a higher position where she's influencing even more people. So by leading others and building others and building others' confidence makes you better. And, and I think sometimes we're short-sighted about things, which is just crazy. I agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're out of time, my friend, but I do want to share with everyone that my good friend Ro here has two awesome books, Empowering Transformation for Women and Network to Increase Your Net Worth, and both are on Amazon. Um, also, I want to give you her website. If you guys want to speak with Ro, um, go to www. and then com. Let me spell it. 
Roe, R-O-E, Couture, C-O-U-T-U-R-E, Desaro, D-E-S-A-R-O, all in a row. There's no spaces um, or any of that. It's all lowercase. Um, you can also reach her at 732-673-1763 if you want to have a chat. As usual, I will put Rose's website on the link on the Web Talk Radio um, platform so that you guys can reach her if, if you don't have a pen and paper available right now, okay? Uh, Ro, thank you again for being on the show. Any last little tip to, for everyone to become more authentic leaders? I just say that, you know, when our authentic self is expressed, we believe more firmly in who we are, and then believing in ourselves will lead to that optimism uh, about the world around us. And it's through that optimism that we move into action, and then that action will propel us, you know, to be even more impactful around the world and, you know, and to give our presence, our talents, and our unique gifts. So don't be afraid to uh, to be you. Yeah, yeah. I know we, we're constantly influx with, you know, People Magazine and airbrushed pictures of Jennifer <laughs> Aniston and, you know, how do you live up to the unreal? Really, that's what it is. You know, if I, and I would say to my husband, if I could, if my job was to work out eight hours a day and I had a chef and a personal trainer, I could look like that too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, so you know, your true natural confidence comes when you are being authentic yeah. and being yourself. Well said. Thank you for that. Really, really fun. I think we might have to do another show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sounds good to I, me. Nobody, yeah, nobody says no to me. So, you know, I think you're going to kind of have to do that. Um, I love talking with you. So it's yeah, great. <laughs> a lot of, lot of fun, a lot of fun. And I just want to do a shout out to my good friend, Karen Tumas, who's my angel lady. Um, she's a friend of mine, Roe, who I met through someone, you know, through connections and networking. And she can see angels. I know we're talking about business and people think I'm crazy. But I have to do a shout out. She really helped my husband this weekend who's at a crossroad. You know, we're talking about careers and not having that clarity. And he's been trying to self-assess. And Ro, he just, he kind of stuck. So we went, he went to see Karen and uh, just a great job of kind of taking the water that was muddy and just providing some clarity for him. So he, we left, the man who went in and the man who came out were two different things. So shout out to my good friend Karen. And you guys, uh, she aired a show with me back in March 16th of 2015 um, if you'd like to speak to her. If you're kind of stuck in your job or stuck what your next step is, Again, another another tool that we have in our toolbox, somebody like Karen could provide that clarity. So, again, thank you, Karen, for helping my husband. Uh, see, we all have work to do, right, Ralph? <laughs> Absolutely. And it is all about clarity. Clarity yeah, who you it, are, clarity what your message is, clarity in your next best move. It's absolutely yeah. everything comes down to that clarity piece. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much again. And, hey, everyone, you've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much and you have a wonderful, exciting and clear week. Enjoy. Thanks again. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me but I can change